This content was brought to you by ReloQuest, your innovative travel management solution. Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast, where we discuss all the latest news and developments from across the service department, apart hotel and extended stay sectors. Today I'm speaking with Karim Malak, CEO of Adagio Apart Hotels. Um, Karim, could you kick off by telling us how many Adagio properties you've had to close due to the uh, COVID pandemic um, and how many you've kept open through the lockdown restrictions? Okay, so hi everybody. Um, I'm actually talking to you, uh, talking about opening and closing uh, properties from one of our properties in, in, in Paris, at Adagio Paris-Bercy. Uh, where we'll be welcoming new customers as of tomorrow. Uh, and so we're all very excited. You may hear some sound in the background because it's lots of people buzzing around, making sure everything's okay. So, so coming, back to the, coming back to the question, well, at the time uh, in February, I mean, employee and client safety were, was really the, our first priority and we wanted to make, wanted to make sure that everything was, uh, was good and safe for our clients. Um, all the more, as you know, some of our clients have medical conditions and stay at Adagio during their long-term therapies uh, at the hospital. So we introduce social distancing and other measures quite uh, quite early, actually. And then when uh, we started to well, we started to anticipate travel restrictions, especially in France, and so we decided to close some sites and concentrate to concentrate staff and guests on a limited number of sites. Uh, as you would imagine, as we operate in 13 countries, eight of them in Europe, each one with its uh, own system, schedule and rules, it was uh, quite a task uh, to, to follow all the regulations. But coming back to the number, at the end, out of the roughly 100 we have in Europe, 28 apart hotels stayed completely open to the public throughout the period. Um, a couple more had long-term guests who were authorized to use the apartments, but the apartments were mainly close to the public, uh, and that was the case mainly for, for medical staff. And, uh, well, some others were in an in-between situation because they opened for part of the period, because we had to help our guests get back to their homes. Some were, were really stranded and because of the travel restrictions. So, yeah. So roughly, I would say 30 percent, 28 actually out of the 100 uh, stayed opened. And I was really impressed by the and humbled, really, by the level of dedication of our staff. Uh, they handled the period extremely well, despite the stress of the period. Uh, I mean, the, the guests uh, questions, the, the relocations and such. And they, they, they managed to keep their, their spirits high. So overall, a, a remarkable achievement from our teams. Mm-hmm. And how have occupancy levels stood up in, in the properties which did stay open? Well, uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, they weren't the, the, the best. Though we, we had some sites running on very high occupancies because of uh, like basically of guests who, who were stranded. But that was more of the exception. Um, once you take into account all of the long-stay guests that we managed to, to regroup on specific sites and taking into account all of the frontline workers we, we hosted... We were running on an average of 40% occupancy, but with some sites as low as 12%, of course. But again, that's for the 30% of sites that were actually open. The majority of the sites were on 0% occupation. Uh, anyway, it was reassuring to see our, our clients happy in our apart hotels. Uh, and for those apart hotels that were open, our, our staff uh, received so many thank you notes. And I guess uh, in this complicated period, complicated period, I guess, were particularly enjoyed 
the interactions with the staff and the the friendly atmosphere they they strive to to always maintain i mean that's the what we've been going for uh the culture of friendliness and solidarity was particularly adapted to to these times even at 40 percent occupancy mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you alluded to the work that you've been doing to accommodate medical and other key workers can you tell us a, a little more about that sure well uh, Obviously, uh, for all sorts of reasons, uh, we felt it was our, our duty to accommodate uh, medical workers, and of course, uh, uh, they were one of the one of the segments we could, we could go after. Uh, at the end of the day, we had at the end of this period, we'll have be having roughly five thousand room nights that were occupied by direct uh, medical staff, not counting all of the other frontline workers. Um, and a lot of them told us that the stay at the Dodger was the, well, the bright spot of the period. Uh, we took extra good care of them with various gifts, attentions, uh, and gestures. And I think the, the, all of our staff was particularly proud to accommodate uh, medical workers. So it was nice to be able to, to participate in the broader society's effort to control the epidemic. And, and Aqua, one of your parent companies, has... Um been partnering with the French government throughout the crisis. What can you tell us about that? Well, what I can tell you is that as the CEO of, uh, uh, of Alagio, uh, this period has certainly shown uh, the value of being part of Accor. So as you were mentioning, Accor has been partnering with the, with the French government, was in the forefront in terms of social responsibility, in terms of media presence as well, much more than, than other hotel groups. And also operational excellence. So, for instance, Accor has been leading the entire tourism industry in France to create a, a label uh, for hygiene and uh, develop best practices and uh, basically promote uh, best practices in order to attract the most possible number of, of tourists in the in the following period. And I think that's it's very important that the industry shows that it's working uh, on hygiene, on security, and on, and on safety. I also think it's been very reassuring to our partners and uh, lessers in particular to see that ICO was 100% behind us. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to switch the order of the questions here slightly, Krim, because it make, makes sense to move on to the uh, to the, the piece about um, operating and staffing practices and how you think they will be affected in the short to the to the medium term as a result of this pandemic. Sure. So. so, so. Fundamentally, our, our first concern, obviously, is employee and guest safety. Uh, so we, we, we have reviewed uh, from, uh, from head to toe all of our operating procedures and worked with our partners as well, uh, cleaning companies in particular, to uphold the highest possible level of hygiene standards. Uh, obviously, we've been, uh, we've been uh, ordering and delivering on site the proper protective equipment for our for, 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 our, for our staff in particular, um, we've also been taking uh, lessons and, and from, from the hygiene label ACOR has devised. Um, so at the end, ma many changes have been made from in terms of uh, a breakfast concept, in terms of how we take care of our lobbies, in terms of, uh, of our staff. We put off, we've, we'll be implementing, um, uh, what do you call, uh, plastic uh, plexiglass uh, on the um, on the counters and so on mm -hmm. so a lot of things that we were we weren't expecting to do a, a couple of months ago but which have become basically the the, the, the norm now 
Uh, more importantly, the staff has been trained several times. It's very important for us and what we've been really working upon is to maintain a friendly atmosphere despite social distancing, because I think that's also one of the elements that clients will be looking for. Of course, they'll be looking for a good deal and we can provide that with uh, with uh, Adagio Part Hotels, uh, with Adagio, the four-star brand, or Adagio Access, the three-star brand, but also a friendly experience. So we're, we're really working on on that right now devising a way to keep in touch with the clients, well, to keep in touch, so to speak, and uh, create events that can be held whilst preserving all the safety rules and all the social distancing. Okay, so there has been an element of the um, on-property programming has, has continued throughout all this. Well, to a certain extent, some has been virtualized. Yeah. Uh, some has been, sometimes we've been delivering uh, uh, some aperitif stuff uh, to 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 the guests on in their in, in their apartments. So we've been trying to use well both technology and uh, and staff to uphold some kind of uh, of contact and uh, friendly atmosphere, despite uh, despite the um, the current situation. And also we think that that's um, Something that well we've it's not we think we've seen given the the notes we've had from from clients that were. Put, particularly emotional, really touched by the, the different gestures we did. Uh-huh. You've got quite an ambitious um, rollout plan for the, for the brand, lots of new openings in the pipeline. How do you think the pandemic will affect that? Will it slow it down considerably? Well, obviously, there's, there's an effect in the, in, the, in the short term. Some of the openings we had planned in 2020 will be postponed to, to later this year. Um, yeah, because the economic impact will be borne by all of the, the, the stakeholders. I mean, uh, guests, of course, because guests will not travel as much. Uh, also, management, we've all taken a pay cut, obviously. Uh, employees, governments uh, who will be helping the tourism industry, landlords, franchisees. So, all of us will, 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 will have a cross to bear in, in 2020. But, um, and I think that your, your publication has already relayed relayed this uh, quite thoroughly, it's clear that the apartheid segment is in a much better position than other segments in the hospitality industry. Um, social distancing is here to stay for a while. And I think Adagio apartments have fully equipped kitchens and the vast majority of Adagios have shops in the lobbies. So we're all very well prepared for guests who can prepare their meals without the hassle of having to, to queue somewhere. We're also in a better position that, 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 than most than hotels. Uh, to help clients work uh, in their apartments, we've made sure that our apartments were, were comfortable for remote work. They've been, they they were before the crisis, and so they're they're, they're still now. So 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 basically, I think that the 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 rollout plan in the short term will be changed, but in the in the medium term, it won't be altered. Let's say from 2021 uh, onwards, um, we're lucky to be backed by two huge hospitality companies in, in Accor and Group Pierre Vacances Center Parks. And uh, therefore, we have pretty sound financials. And uh, we've proven through this period that we were solid, that we were also a responsible DC. So um, there's no reason for, for a fundamental change in our, in our rollout plan, basically. I mean, the fundamentals are still very fair, favorable. Yeah. Uh, you, you alluded to, to how well the sector has performed uh, in comparison with, with um, the mainstream hotel sector in particular. 
How do you think the service departments and a part hotel sector in general will bef- will perform as restrictions are lifted? Do you, do you think it will continue to outperform um, other asset classes? Well, you know, as far as as part hotels are concerned, uh, I see two fundamental advantages. One is obviously a safe stay where social distancing can be enforced and shopping minimized. So very straightforward uh, uh, value for ourselves and B uh, second point would be an affordable accommodation something that we've already off, always offered it's uh, it's uh, cheaper to stay in, in an apartheid or, or a service department than in a hotel as soon as your your stay is more than two three four days so you know all the more well people who use apartheid generally or service department generally travel for a good reason and they the, these reasons will still be valid in, in, in the next years. Not everything can be done remotely. I think this period has proven very uh, conspicuously that, uh, unequivocally, that uh, it's pretty difficult to do everything remotely and people will continue to travel in, uh, in about thousand service departments. So, I mean, wh- when you deliver your clients a, a safe, friendly, practical solution for good value, um, I mean, there's there's no reason why we shouldn't do well. So, basically, that that's from the client perspective. If you're talking more about the investor perspective, uh, in terms of asset class, uh, I think the, the same fundamentals uh, still 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 apply. I mean, uh, uh, high occupancy, uh, lower variable costs, and cost will be obviously uh, an issue in the next couple of in the next couple of uh, of months. Uh, so higher GOPs, uh, better return on, on on equity, given that constru- construction costs are basically the same as in hotels. So there's, I think the fundamentals haven't changed. I wouldn't say that uh, about hotels will do as well as we would thought they would have before the crisis, but they'll definitely do better than than other asset class, in particular uh, hotels. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. This November, IHM is launching the Urban Living Festival in London, welcoming urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to reconnect with your peers and investors face-to-face while helping to define where we stay, live and work. For more details, visit urbanlivingfestival.com.